Stormward and Associates is a production of the Nerd and Tie Podcast Network. For more podcasts from actual play to true crime to witchcraft, go to nerdandtie.com or join our community on Discord by finding an invite at nerdandtie.com slash discord. In pursuit of a stolen magical object, Stormwood and Associates Field Team 623 stepped into a tear between realities and vanished. They found themselves trapped in another plane, facing a reality that was not their own, and driven to avoid dark forces they don't understand. And so Team 623 finds themselves leaping from world to world, striving to put right what they find wrong, and hoping each time that their next jump will be the jump home. Stormwood and Associates stars Celeste Startwin as D, Gen Proc as Obi, Trey Dorn as Amy, and Becca Johnson as Liz Stormwood. Previously on Stormwood and Associates, and maybe a pinch of the meat grinder, our heroes found themselves in a new universe that was seemingly darkened. Um, they thought it was night when they arrived, and uh, they discovered soon that they were in a version of San Ricardo that had been invaded by an extra-dimensional army. Uh, after a brief encounter being chased by a goblin on a large uh, monster thing and a whole army of orcs, they were rescued by what appeared to be Kel O'Reilly from this universe, but was much more complicatedly uh, Holokel. And by that, I'm combining Hollowell and Kel. A kind of uh, twofer, because uh, we're in a reality where Hollowell never was completely separated from Kel, and uh, the two personalities both control uh, this character and they found themselves at the resistance headquarter for the remains of a version of Stormwood and Associates and that version of Stormwood and Associates included um, uh, besides uh, that combination Hollowell and Kel uh, Pat Carpathia a, uh, a woman version of Bill Carpathia Brent Slatebeard Stormwood of the Connecticut Slatebeards and apparently this team also includes a version of Amy and a version of Raz, neither who are here right now. It turns out that this invading army is being controlled by an ambassador, a uh, giant figure in silver armor who might be familiar in context for people who have listened to the first two seasons of The Meat Grinder. Uh, <laughs> And we know that this invading army came in right at the moment in which uh, this universe's Stormwood and Associates was about to defeat Hollowell. And, uh, yeah, oh yeah, they brought a spare Babbitt along who may or may not be originally from this universe. We don't know. Doesn't really matter. Um, anyways, they went and because the truck is kind of stuck where it's parked, they retrieved a Stone of Trancura from the truck, the Stone of Trancura from the truck, and are somehow planning on using it to defeat the bad guys. That's what we think is happening, as far as we know. 
and uh, yeah, so we resume our heroes at the uh, warehouse headquarters of this version of Stormwood and Associates, having just gatewayed in, thanks to Hollowell, uh, with the Stone of Shrankura. So we have the stone. What's the plan? Yep. Are, are we going to take down this ambassador? Are 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 we going to do what? I mean, like, I mean, I I think we have to. This this place is a nightmare. Yeah. I, I was, I, I, of course, I was trying to like get us discussing like a, a plan on how to do that. Right, of course. So, <laughs> I mean, I could always just like shoot it at her face. Would that work if I just bonk it on him? I don't, um, I don't think so. No, that's not. And and also, like, we don't want to break the stone any All further. Right. We, we need it to get home. Also, I mean, it might be too big for my slingshot. Yeah, well, yeah, that, that too. How, how tough is this shiny person anyway? Well... Hollowell kind of turns around. I have seen the man explode people with the snap of a finger. We have attempted to destroy him, but unfortunately, he has an army. The problem is that I do not know the limits of this creature, this ambassador, because... Whenever we have tried to destroy him, we have not had an if we have not had enough time to sufficiently lower its defenses because another, you know, twenty orcs show up. Or you know, it's suddenly arrows are flying at your face. Which by the way, if you conquer a world that has guns, why are you still using bows and arrows? I do not understand this. They are insistent on not using our weaponry. Which is, you know, probably good for us, but confusing, at the very least. They have an aesthetic they're going for, maybe? Apparently. But we also did not have an object like the Stone of Trancura. In any of our previous attacks. Okay, so um, how do we how do we get there? How do we infiltrate? Ah, uh, you're thinking stealth in. I mean, maybe, yeah. And not arouse the suspicion of the army. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, what we do know is that centrally. The ambassador spends most of its time in a couple of locations, primarily 
it seems to navigate between this, uh, he, you know, goes, walks over to the computer screen, starts pulling up a couple of, of maps and images. He primarily stays between this hotel that he seems to use as its primary residence. Uh, and then nearby is the uh, San Ricardo City Hall, which is where the temper, which is where the temporal anomaly or whatever the hell we're calling this entrance is created. It seems to open and close. And this is where their troops and supplies come through to our world. We should go close it up. Well, yes. If only I had goal. thought of that at some point. I, Whatever, there is not a... Whatever is controlling the opening and closing of this of this hole in the air of this in this gateway or whatever the hell it's called, whatever mechanism controls it does not appear to be physically here on our side. Gotta be kidding me! So what? There's a thingy keeping it open, but not in this world. Well. It does appear that it only opens when the ambassador is there. Ah. Oh. So the ambassador is a one big shiny garage door opener. Got it. I'm I'm not how I would have described it, but not inaccurate. Okay. So what? We we catch him when he's at the rift, and we you use him to close it. Well, it's you know. So uh, I mean, here's the thing: it's if the rift, if he can only be, if the rift is only opening when he's present, in theory. They would be cut off from troops and supplies if we were able to prevent the rift from opening again. Kel, clearly. Yeah. Moving. Yeah. But I, I do not. Yeah. Sorry, guys. It's so hard to swap. So <laughs> I don't think. I don't think that uh, that uh, we needed to do it while the gates open. No. In fact, if we that just get rid of the ambassador. The worst time to. Do it. <laughs> I just switched to Hollow Moon. Yeah, so did he, apparently. Um, it would be ideal to take care of him while we were nowhere near the rift. Okay, right. That makes sense. Okay, so we do it at the other location. The Ruxa Hotel. Yes. The Ruxley Hotel, importantly, is also being used as a barracks. Right. So, so lots of orcs. Just orc city. Orcs, goblins, and elves. The elves, the elves are largely unarmed, except for a few wizards who are intermixed within their kind.
great. Now, the only thing is, is that there are several blocks between the two locations. Oh, he doesn't just, just teleport? He does not. Oh, oh, oh! Okay. Okay, yeah, then uh, we do it in, en route. That that works. Okay, okay. Yeah. What sort of resource do we resources resources do we have? Well, okay. So look, we got the uh, we got a few vehicles left here. We got some guns. Uh, obviously, we just acquired the Stone of Trancor, right? And, and uh, Hollowell here, he can he he can wield that thing something fierce. Uh, now. I, I do not, so I, I must examine this with the crack. I'm, I have to figure out if... The way you've been using the stone, you've been using it to open... You've been traveling with it. You've been using part of its... What we believe to be its intention, intended fo function is opening up gateways. When we harness and use it for its other abilities, it requires more arcane channeling from the user. Um... I need to study this real quick and see if any adjustments need to be made. Because I need to see if the cracks affect its offensive capabilities. What sort of adjustments? Well, whether or not, honestly, this is... It's not the end of the world, but whether or not additional people must help focus the arcane energy through the staff, through the through the stone attached oh. to the staff, whether or not I can do it alone or if I will need help. Okay. There's, and this would not affect the uh, other uses of the of the stone. No, no, it should not. Okay, great. The concern I have is that. It is a risky proposition to ask anyone untrained in magic to help. The amount of arcane energy that travels through the wielder is tremendous. Someone who is untrained could risk... Uh, what is the best word? They explode. Yeah, they, they, they go pop. Like a big bag of blood. Right. Not it. Yeah, no, it's, it's, a bad, not it. it's a bad idea if, uh, for a non-trained person. And we got, uh, I mean, we got Pat, we got Bill, we got Anne Amy. We have Amy. I honestly think we can just do it with Pat and Bill, but uh, and Amy. well, here's the thing. All right, um. All right, so it would take, to, to focus a blast of some sort from this, it would take people and time. We have the wizards, I think. But to develop the charge, it may take us a moment. So what we would need uh, is someone to occupy... The ambassador 
and keep it from fleeing. Okay. And importantly, if the four of us were were wielding the stone tracker, we could not help you in that. All of our concentration would be driven to it. And in fact, we may need someone to defend us. Brent Much as it's kind not of my like well, Brent walks out from behind a crate. It's like I I I I can I can do that. I can do that, Ignatius. I, I don't uh I, I you know I don't Brent, know that you, you can. know it's I don't Brent, I, you're you're very well intentioned, but um I, I do not know if you would be capable of <laughs> just, he just looks so uncomfortable. Yeah, no, <laughs> I, I, I really well, don't. No, think, I don't. I, I don't think understand. you should maybe I'm, step back. I can, you, Brent. I, I believe your services will be best helped doing support here back at headquarters, like they usually are. Brent, you will die. <laughs> I'm, I'm just gonna be real with you. You, will, you, you would, you, you, I know you think you would be helpful, but you, you would die. You just you would cease to exist. Oh, Becca, what happened to Babbitt? Uh, Babbitt's there. <laughs> He's uh, just looking, just not. He's he's confused about this whole situation. Uh, yeah. Oh, and Babbitt, <laughs> Babbitt also. <laughs> Is a wizard. If 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 we need that. Oh yeah, I, for, I forgot this Babbitt was a wizard. <laughs> was this Babbitt a wizard? I thought there was also yes. a different wizard Babbitt. Wait, there was pirate Babbitt. They were all wizard Babbitt. They were all wizard Babbitt. <laughs> okay. That's why he was able to use that stone without uh, <laughs> popping. I don't know. He could have been taking a risk. I think everyone's just kind of like people are starting to just look at Babbitt. <laughs> what? Uh, you could Pat. Pat's apparently been here this whole time. Uh, yeah, why not? You can. You, you could help with with the plan that we've been. Yeah, uh, talking uh, about. Sure. Okay. Um. Uh. Yeah. I. I can help. Yeah. It's. I think it's fine that nobody's mentioned Babbitt because I don't think Hollowell knows that Babbitt's a wizard now. I. I don't think that's <laughs> been communicated to any of the new people, <laughs> or any of the people in this universe. If you could uh, be so kind as to prevent our untimely death while we attempt to destroy the thing that is taking over our universe of course yeah yeah i can i can do that yeah sure trust them totally a smart thing to do yep he won't randomly murder you i don't know what you're talking about
Nobody knows what you're talking about. Was that Babbitt? Or was yeah. It? Okay. <laughs> it's important. To... Yeah, just, he, he, he just, like, murdered people. Boomst like, among us. Two days ago. Boomst among us, honestly. Hasn't murdered a nice guy who was letting us stay at their place and, like... And then some other guy who was just an, an innocent traveler who just happened to be there and like, you know, yeah, I, I can honestly say I have not done that. I'd say my body count has been pretty much entirely for this job. Yeah, and no, I've, I've only two fascists from South Wisconsin that I don't talk about. I, I haven't tried to kill anyone. You hear like from the next room. That one guy that one time and I didn't mean to. That's Bill. Um, yeah. Brent goes, I have killed no one ever. I have never killed anyone under <laughs> any circumstances. At no point at any time have I ever killed a person or sentient being or a... I stepped on a bug once a few times. And we're going to keep it that way. That's, yeah, why, you're say, that's, that's why it's for the best that you don't join us, Brent. Because you, you, the only person added to that body count will be you. Hollowell just stands there and goes, I have killed many, many people. Yeah, we know. <laughs> we're very aware. We're aware, bud. So, all right. Right now, the ambassador, as we have the feeds from the hotel, we know is at the hotel. There seem to be regular intervals in which the gateway is opened at City Hall. We are due in about eight hours for him to open it again. We have, if, if his pattern repeats the way it normally does, about 30 minutes before that window opens, before that gateway opens, is when the ambassador will leave the Ruxley Hotel. That is our window. Now, a larger question is that's what we, when we get there, we attack him. And I can pre-prepare a gateway ward to get us back here when we're done. Because while attacking, the, while killing the ambassador may, while that may prevent more troops and supplies coming in from the other universe, that does not necessarily mean that the armies, the current occupying armies, are going anywhere. It does mean, though, that we have hope and a chance of moving forward for our eventual freedom because they will no longer have new supplies and new troops coming through. So after we kill the ambassador, we will need to escape. I can get us out. 
but we still have to make it through the city to get there. I mean, to be fair, I'm one hell of a driver. Not to toot my own horn, but but I kick ass at driving. She does. Oh, thank you. I am also fairly proficient. We have several vehicles. All right. All right, so it looks like what we're going to do is, you know, pile into a couple of cars, drive across town, kill a guy, and hop back home. That's the plan? That's that's the whole thing? That, it seems like it. I mean, obviously it's going to go wrong, but, <laughs> you know, we'll deal with that. We can cross that bridge when we get there. This uh, doesn't seem too easy to anybody else. Well, I mean, um, we did not have I mean, the maybe. Stone of Trancura before. I mean, the largest challenge is just going to be that, frankly, once we start the attack, support will be incoming. Yeah, so we got to be quick. Is we have to be fast. We must kill the ambassador before his armies arrive to kill us. That doesn't seem a lick easy to me. If it makes the world less awful, I'm willing to do it. All right. So why don't we rest up and then go kill us the trash can? Okay. All right. Your your days are numbered, shiny garage <laughs> door opener. All right. So. You guys are, I'm assuming, going to uh, rest up and get ready for battle. Right. Or... We are going to rest up. All right. Yee. So. Um, all right. So we've got uh, the main storm. We've got the field operations team, 623, our heroes. Um, that is four people. Then we've got um, out of the, just like doing math in my head here. All right. So we've got Holokel, uh, Patton Bill, and then Babbitt. Babbitt. Yeah, so it's four and four. Yeah. All right. 
and Brent staying back at the base. All right. So yeah, it's you guys. Uh, rest. Uh, is there any? Are there any supplies you guys are grabbing? I mean, obviously you have the gear that you brought with you. Um, I think just our gear. Uh, for me, just my gear. Okay. Um, Hollowell, um, Hollowell, uh, in the time has constructed a staff to hold the stone so he can, you know, direct magic through it without directly, like, holding it and burning his hand off. Uh, <laughs> that's also long enough where multiple people can grab onto the staff. Um, there are a couple of uh, broken down, uh, like beat up, like there are a couple of beat up vehicles that are there. Um, he's kind of, you know, Brent and uh, Brent and Pat are getting a couple of the vehicles prepped, like making sure that they're fueled up and uh, functional. Um, at one point. <laughs> At one point, uh, they are reattaching uh, the back door on one of the SUVs they have. And it's clearly not the original back door from this vehicle because the vehicle's black and this door is white. Um, yeah, it's a minor preparation montage then. And uh, there are two SUVs that they, they prep to get ready to go. The locals are, you know, grabbing, like, stuff. I don't know what Babbitt's doing off the top of my head or how he's prepping, but... Yeah. Um, yeah, he's just uh, getting anything he needs ready. Yep. All right, so... Very exciting. The teams are, time passes, and uh, you start getting ready to drive across town. Um, you are offered comms <laughs> that are compatible with theirs. Because you guys have been using the revised comms that NK built. Like that, Stormwood Associate adopted a new comm system after Palo took over that was based off of the ones that NK built for the uh, team in Morris Halata, which is what you guys have been using. Um, these guys are using an older set of comm frequencies that aren't necessarily compatible with your current comms. So they're offering you comms. Yep. Yep. Obviously you can, you know, also keep your regular ones just in your pocket or something, but yeah. And then, uh, yeah, so uh, you guys are getting ready to go. I'm assuming that we're going to have the locals in one vehicle and the uh, travelers in another. Sounds good to me. Would it be, would it be more effective to have the, the wizards in one and well, the others in the other? I don't so know. So that just moves Amy. Yeah. Yeah, we can, yeah. Oh, if if you think that's and maybe Babbitt, I don't know what side I don't know what side he's going to be on. Well, ba Babbitt, I was I, I was putting him in the home team camp for like people for traveling. Okay. Okay. 
Um, where is the rules on this? Co okay, so. Here's the thing. So you guys are going to have to drive across the city. Uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> Pardon me. Right. Came up. So you guys are going to have to drive across the city. Um, so I'm going to assume that both of our drivers are going to try to get there by driving casually, right? Absolutely. All right. So what I'm going to need is there are a number of people you need to make it by. So I need you to roll me your drive casual roll, which is a 1d10 plus your level. All right. Boom, diada. Six. Oh, dear. Eight. Okay. Eight's not a terrible score, you know. Um, mm -hmm. Hollowell critically succeeded on his. Uh <laughs> Oh, that truck's not going to get noticed by uh, that. That SUV's not going to get noticed by anybody. But so what's going to happen is, is that as you drive through the city, there are various groups who are kind of moving through it. And what I'm going to be doing now is making rolls for them. If you want me to roll an eight or lower on these dice, okay, because. This is as you are traveling through the city, different groups of soldiers are moving through. There are elves. There are. So what I'm going to do is the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to roll to see if anybody notices you. And then I'm going to roll to see how bad it is that you've been noticed, whether or not you've been noticed by some elvish civilians who are, you know, still bad guys, still working for the bad guys, but just might be moving between locations, whether or not it's just a handful of orcs who notice you or whether or not you're dealing with a large crowd. And uh, you and Hollowell took slightly different routes, so all you have is the three of you to deal with this. Gotcha. The first roll was a 10, which means you have... We're going to find out exactly how bad this is for you because someone has spotted you. Oh, dear. All right. So you guys are driving down a street. And a goblin and two orcs literally walk directly in front of the vehicle. Roll initiative. Damn it. Eleven. Twelve. Eight. Oh, that's bad, because the driver only getting an eight. Um Yeah, I know. I'm having a really No, it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's... Alright. Uh that's that one's going there. One, he rolled poorly, so he's gonna go last. All right, 
so literally this is this is two orcs and a goblin are walking across the street they there is the suv that d is driving headed straight for them uh the first the first uh, orc actually uh reacts pretty quickly because they they got an initiative of 13 and uh, just raises a crossbow and takes a shot at the the SUV. So um, I need to. Uh, so what's your dodge, D? Because the vehicle always gets the driver's dodge. Okay. Yeah, that's is that swiftness plus level? Yeah, just your swiftness plus level. Okay. Seven. Okay, so I got a beat of seven. I do. Biscuits. All right, so they hit the vehicle. Okay, I gotta check the combat rule. Okay, with the dodge, the driver, and the weather cars damage is then determined a 50-50 coin flip. So, all right, so he took a shot at the vehicle. Um, I'm gonna roll this. If it's an odd number, you're hit. If it's an even number, you're hurt. If you're, you're fine. If so, if it's odd, you're hurt. It, it, the vehicle's gonna take damage, and if it's even, the vehicle won't take damage. It is odd. So the vehicle, uh, I got to mark this down. <laughs> SUV takes one damage. Uh, yeah, because I think a vehicle can take, yeah, vehicle can take four damage. So it's right now um, that that bolt went right into like uh, the radiator. Um, Obi, you're up. There's a sunroof, and your window can roll down. Mm-hmm. I'm just... Um... Can I am is, are they are the antagonists facing my side of the vehicle? They are literally directly in front of the vehicle. Like this right now, this car is driving straight at them. Okay. So you could lean out the side of the window or you could go up through the sunroof. Um can I go up through the sunroof and bullshit at them? Okay. <laughs> I'm I'm not saying no, but I need you to walk me through this. So Obi's an orc. Right. And in their hierarchy, um you know, they would at least like respect him a tiny bit. Right. More than his companions. Um Right, because there are two orcs here. Yeah, and and I was thinking like it'd be really neat if he could yell at them as if he's some sort of important figure getting chauffeured around. Okay. Okay, so uh All right, we're going to do the bullshit rules. This is this is fun. Um I All right, so 
this is how bullshit works. All right, so um, the sweet move rules apply where we have to vote that it works. And you're going to have to now bullshit these guys while yelling at them from the sunroof of a vehicle that's driving straight at them. Yep. Go for it. <laughs> so Obi pops up, probably surprising them. Um, and he's just like, hey, move it. My dad's got a point. Important appointment with the general. <laughs> Do we vote that that works? I love it. I I am team love it. Hilarious. <laughs> it's great. That's no. That's I I also vote that it works. The I love this. The three of them all dive out of the way of the vehicle. <laughs> Stormwood and Associates is a production of Nerd and Tie. You can find more information at nerdandtie.com slash stormwood. You can also find us on social media at Nerd and Tie on Twitter, nerdandtie.tumblr.com, and facebook.com slash nerdandtie. This podcast can be subscribed to on anywhere that major podcasts are found, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, and uh, quite a few other places, and anywhere that takes an RSS feed as well. Hey, while you're still here, let me tell you about another podcast on the Nerd and Tie Network, and that's Let's Be Legendary. Let's Be Legendary, the Fey Wild West, is a 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons actual play game. So, an actual play game like this one, but like, you know, in a system people actually use in the real world. Set in a homebrew Wild West steampunk world. Uh, the Fate Wild West follows two people discovering what it means to be in a relationship, all the while seeking revenge and learning the truth of their pasts. Let's Be Legendary podcast is an LGBTQ plus podcast with both main and minor characters, as well as players falling under the queer blanket. A heavy RP game with a focus on story and characters. And you can hear it every week here on the Nerd and Tie Network. And you can find all of their subscription information and links at nerdandtie.com slash legendary.